Hello, everybody. Ella J here on behalf of WrestleZone. And today I'm joined by the undefinable Sadie Gibbs. How are you today? I'm good. I mean, it's like winter here in the UK at the moment and it's meant to be our summer, but... <laughs> you know, I will honestly trade that. I will trade that. I'm here in the US. I am not a heat person at all. So I will trade you. <laughs> Please give me all the sun. I love sun. <laughs> what is it? Is it like rainy or is it like... Honestly, the last two, three, two and a half weeks, it's just been gray and raining. I will again I think I will take that I am not a heat person at all I know I'm sorry I'll trade you though (laughs) (laughs) but you know I'm I'm so excited to be chatting with you today you know you recently had a a huge (laughs) announcement and we'll definitely get into that amongst all these other things that we've got to catch up on from these last two three years that you've been away from the wrestling world but you know Firstly, you've been training at the Catch 2022 Pro Wrestling Academy. Yeah. And, oh, and, oh, I love appearances from doggos too. Okay, you've got to introduce them now, Sadie. That's yeah. mandatory. <laughs> yeah. This is Luna. Luna. Uh, okay. Reggie's the little one underneath me. <laughs> he's, he's just in between my legs. But hopefully they don't start barking because this one's a bit needy you know what's funny is that happens to me with my cats like they'll leave me alone but then as soon as the camera starts on they'll want to come in the room or come in the (laughs) room which i think is hilarious (laughs) yeah they're good as gold yeah but yeah catch 22 so i was really fortunate to find that so i was doing my research i've been having to get a lot ready no (laughs) um (laughs) I've been trying to get my gear designed, so I'm getting a whole new uh, set of gear designed, a whole new jacket. Um, And then also in between that was researching training schools. And I'm so fortunate that I came across that one because it's literally 30 minute travel for me. So and a a brilliant coach. Yeah. So, yeah, very, very. It's fallen to my feet a little bit. So, so far. Yeah, so for those who don't know, you obviously recently announced that you will soon be returning back to the world of professional wrestling. And in that Instagram post where you're talking about Catch-22, you mentioned that your fire is back and that timing is everything. So maybe these answers overlap, but what kind of reignited your fire, your passion for wrestling, and why was now the right time to begin your return to the ring? So I don't think it ever went. I think... For me, my career in wrestling was so from here to here, um, which in the wrestling industry is very overwhelming and it's a lot. Um, it can it can feel like a lot. And I don't think I was, if everything had planned out differently, um, my granddad hadn't passed and I lived out in Japan a little bit longer yeah. and not been signed so quickly, I think I would have had my time gr- a little bit more gradual and it wouldn't have been so it just felt so quick and I think I didn't have time to grieve my granddad because I was signed so quickly um and I just think over time I was broken down from from everything within the business which happens and then obviously COVID as well on top of all that you're in survival mode you've got to kind of find your feet and I think you just go with the flow and you take I, I put my attention in what I had control over in that time and then you're out of it the longer you're kind of out of something, the more fear sets in and you're like, and doubt, like you're doubting yourself, you're doubting your faults and you're, you're kind of in a place where you're like, you know, all these little faults go around. And I yeah. think it's got to the point now where I'm like, no, fuck, 
sorry what's fair no, you, that. you can you're good <laughs> fuck that um yeah. I love it and I you know the moment I stepped in that ring I knew it was for me and it was where I honestly felt an element of you know I'd done gymnastics I'd done bodybuilding I was always kind of okay like I did did good in those I put my whole heart but yeah. when I stepped in the wrestling ring I was like this is me but yeah I was just like this is me and I guess that I had that the moment I got back in that ring at Cash 22 I was so nervous and I had all these faults again on before getting anxiety I think we've all got a p- bit of PTSD from lockdown and everything as well yeah. I think that affected all of us and I think the social aspect and anxiety comes in a lot with everything we do now but yeah. at the moment I yeah, and you talk about, you know, getting back into that wrestling mindset has had a few aches and pains, both physically and mentally, like you said. So before we talk about the physical aspect of training, you pointed out that there's been some mental blocks along the way. So can you kind of talk about, I mean, you just mentioned social anxiety, but more about the process of mentally reacquainting yourself with wrestling and how you've eliminated or maybe trying to eliminate those mental blocks along the way. I think the moment I got, so when I got to, all elite wrestling I think I had this imposter syndrome all of a sudden like I was so confident up to that point with everything I was doing I had so much self-belief and I was like nothing no nothing's going to stand in my way I love this too much I've got so much drive and passion but the moment I got signed it was like this imposter sort of what you're doing here you don't deserve this and you know it just and then obviously like I said the the lockdown kicked in the release and then I think over time that mentality just got a little bit worse uh, through lockdown and and then I just found myself getting back on my feet gradually I went to Bali a couple of times I managed to get there and do healing retreats and I just really went within and focused on myself in healing and since that I've just I don't know I feel like a different person going back into it if that makes sense like more self-aware more grounded definitely grounded um I don't think I was very grounded before I think I was yeah, I think that's one thing. I've, they say you need to create your environment in order to thrive. And I feel like I've finally got that. I've got like a, a grounded, I've got my roots now. Yeah, um, you mentioned some retreats too. I know you're into holistic healing and all of that. Can you tell yeah. me more about that, the retreat you mentioned and how it kind of um, affected your your mental and, and gave you a sense of clarity, I'm assuming, and all of that? So I'm massively into like, spirit spirituality i guess yeah. and um yeah I, I was once i started on that journey i just found myself wanting to go to bali and i found this healing retreat at first i just done it for health reasons but when i was there it was more for my mind and i was like wow these people are just first of all they were really i, I believe healers are people and you, when you meet them they can touch you in different ways like your heart and I had, you know, deep reflexology where it was almost like he was connected to parts of me that I wasn't, but I had issues with them. And it was just incredible. It was a whole MOT, mind to toe, basically. It was, yeah. And you just meet so many fantastic people that get you to see yourself before you can. Um, And yeah, I think it just, it built me from the inside out. And I was always... I think I always seek too much external validations because of other reasons rather than just doing things for myself. I was seeking approval and that's, I think that's when you're not, you're going to get knocked down a lot more than built up in, in what you're going for. So 
yeah, I think it, it definitely taught me a lot about myself. And I think that's what life's all about. But somehow I've gone from that to finding myself back in the ring. So do you know what? It The thing that my current partner now, it was him that I always spoke about wrestling. And he was getting engaged, by the way. Saw that. Thank you. Yeah. It was, um, so it's kind of him. It was him that said, why don't you get back into wrestling? All you do is talk about it. And at that point, I weren't ready to deal with that. So I got very, very defensive and reactive and was like, because this, this, this. And my response, when I thought about it, I thought, why am I getting so defensive? What? And I really went into it and I was like, I'm not done. Like, my heart isn't. You know, you you talk about the the mental, you know, that's a huge aspect of getting back into it. But there's also also the physical routine. So what does that physical routine look like as you're preparing for this in-ring and return? And kind of how has your body responded to training again? So I'm quite fortunate because fitness has always been in my, like, yes. it's always been deep-rooted and I've always trained. Even it doesn't matter what's going on in life, I train even with my, you know, the two operations I had over the last three years, I think I was back training. So too quick, to be honest, but I'm quite good with the physical element and channeling. But since getting back in the ring, I think the the difference is the impact through the body and just, it's a whole different conditioning. Um, it's all it's all well and good having a fitness, but rim fitness is, is completely different. So... Yeah, I definitely, after two and a half hours of my first session, I, I've i been run down this week. I've had flu symptoms. I've, you know, my I think the bruise has finally gone, but my whole right shoulder was like black here. I think yeah, it's finally your, gone. Your now. body's get oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, your, yeah. yeah, your body's getting used to it again. Yeah, but it's, it was, it's just different. The way the muscles work is very different. Mm. Um, But like I said, fitness wise, I'm really, fortunate that I kept on top of that so um it's literally just getting conditioned to being beat around now <laughs> you know what has this physical routine looked like for you I, you've posted a lot of clips on Instagram and, and Twitter and all of that seeing you rolling around in the ring taking these bumps what kind of what is the early stages looked like for your training so when I first initially spoke to the coach I, I went straight in with my the way I went at it before was moves. I was like, movement, because I knew that was my strong suit. Yeah. This time for me, I want to go into the literally the foundations of footwork to timing and just feeding up right. Like that for me is going to be, I don't want to be doing pitter patter and all. I want it to look very smooth. So, yeah, the first think going back I said I don't want to be don't let me if I start asking to do flips and stuff it's a no because I know I can do all that it's the it's the real core foundation of like footwork and timing and feeding out and um that for me is more important this time than just wanting to do all the fancy moves um yes yeah, so I think going back to like everything I feel I skipped before just to kind of get to where I got to as quickly as I did you know um yeah. Go yeah. ahead, I don't want to cut you off. Yeah, so that that's where I'm at this time. I kind of I just really want to become a good wrestler in the ring rather than 
just being all about the moves I want to know my my shit basically yeah Uh, and and like you said you know it's been about four years since you've had a match and you said in another IG post that it (laughs) takes a lot to start over and it definitely does so you know we've covered a little bit of the mental and physical but what would you say has been the biggest challenge in starting over and how have you kind of coped or dealt with that I think so like I said it's been going through my mind for a good couple of years I would say the last two years since we started really coming out of the lockdowns really um but I'd say the biggest challenge I've had to deal with is the the mind and just getting out my own way I would say that's that's the biggest you just got to start like it don't matter how hard you got to humble yourself and just get back to it like find that like I said that fire again find that love you had at the start and just go with that and focus on the small steps. Don't focus on the big picture, you know, because that's when you'll want to give up. And I think when I started out, that's what I was about. I was about like this, getting my first picture on a poster for a show, you know, whether it's a leisure, in a leisure centre. So it's just focusing on the smallest little things and then just watching it unfold, really, rather than just going, I want to be here. And getting frustrated on your journey you've got to really you've got to be humble and I think yeah that that's the hardest thing going back into it and humbling yourself and going you know I may not be here now but I've I'm you know I have a good starting point it's that's it so yeah and you know I I kind of wanted to take a deeper dive into your return announcement because there was a there was a lot of content to absorb there in that Instagram post, but there was a lot of stuff, especially surrounding your past health issues, which you were dealing with the last three years, which I know included a cyst on your ovaries and endometriosis. You've since had both removed, which is great news, but I know you previously mentioned that those had caused some serious side effects, including seizures. So if you're comfortable with it, can you give us a little bit more insight into these diagnoses and, and how you you dealt with them. You were dealing with seizures, I think, like in, in 2020 or while you were still yeah. in AEW. It was crazy to think about. It was literally as I was so as I was signed, it started yeah. to get worse. And I don't know if that was the stress and everything as well. Um, but the vagal synscopes, so they they become which they call them episodes. So it was yeah. almost like one of them. It happened uh, with one of my partners around, and. I literally sat on the edge of the bed and said, I feel sick. Next thing he said, fell onto the floor. Eyes rolled back and I just spasmed out and went rock hard. Um, So once someone had witnessed it, I kind of knew what was happening because the first two, one was at work on a, I fell off a toilet and hit my head on the door and found myself on the floor. Like didn't know how that had happened. And it was always around my time a month. So straight away, I was like, okay, something's going on uh, in the women's area. I didn't know. So I just started getting smear tests and, you know, getting all the checks. I actually got a regular smear. So I started to think it was saying a lot serious. Yeah. And then had the scan and they found a cyst the size of a lime, which is a, it's called a dermoid. So it's not like a normal cyst, like polycystic. It's, it's like yeah. an inactive tumour that grows with you as you get like as you get older and it can eventually twist your ovary so I was at a point where it could have twisted my ovary and caused me a lot of damage but I caught it at the right time because I was on the with the gynecologist for endometriosis and they found that then got to have the lacoposophy I can never say it so like where they cut all them holes and cut it out and so the 
and they found the endometriosis as well so I was kind of fortunate to get that both done in one go but yeah that was that was a bit of a nightmare leading up to the actual operation of that um but yeah scary it was scary but this the thing we all know our body and we know when when it's run down and stressed but the thing healing and everything takes time and I think we just think we have an operation oh you get the healing time but it's there's so much that leads up to that and the stress and everything that could could have led to the the seizures and it being worse but yeah my blood pressure would drop I got picked up in an ambulance twice before the operation so it was a big lead up before I got to the bottom of it basically At, at least by that point in in the lead up you kind of knew what was going on before the operation but like still thank god that you realized there was kind of a pattern to it you know around around your time of the month like it could have i mean it could have been like picos like you mentioned um but still like endometriosis and and assist is nothing to like i i I can't imagine i i'm glad obviously now both have been since removed but how are you feeling right now in in regards to your health after all of that probably the best i've felt health-wise in a long time so um yeah feeling good very good physically that that (laughs) that is that is good you know I I can't even imagine while you're trying to like wrestle and and then stay into fitness and then all of a sudden your blood pressure is dropping and you're having seizures I just can't even I I'm so glad that you know everything got taken care of and and hopefully it it stays away you know those things I know can come back sometimes but you know, health aside, I know you were dealing with a lot professionally as well at kind of the height of the pandemic, you know, trying to move over to the States and the pandemic hit, you were stuck in the UK, which led to your exit uh, from AEW. But you said in your post, in that return announcement, that it was a contract today to AEW that you gave your heart and your soul to, but you didn't feel as if you were ready for it. So just for some clarification, did you feel you weren't ready to sign a contract or you weren't ready for the departure? And can you elaborate on why you didn't feel that you were ready? I think in terms of being ready, I think I was more than, I know I had worked hard for that position, but I think my experience before going to TV wasn't ready um but then when is anyone ready for anything when you get a step up I think I work well under pressure but I think just maybe it was my mindset and my I would say maybe my mindset wasn't ready at the time because of everything I'd gone through and what I was going through at that time you know trauma is different for grief and trauma is different for everyone and we all need our own time to heal but um yeah I would say if I could have done a little bit more time out in Japan and and finished that off maybe I would have had that experience because you're training a lot and I just would have felt a lot more confident in going there but I think yeah my confidence just went as soon as I got signed so for me that was a maybe it's a bit too soon but hence why I was planning on moving because I thought I can train more can be you know within the nightmare factory and um yeah that was my plan. So that's yeah. why I made that decision to move because I needed the experience. I wanted yeah. these, but yeah, didn't go to plan. <laughs> like, you know, a lot of things did, got derailed. For oh, a lot of people, yeah. You know, you just unfortunately were one of the people who got kind of, I don't know. I don't know if it would have been better. Would it have been better, better if you got like 
stranded in the U.S. or it stranded in the U.K. I I I, I don't know. Yeah. It was like a tricky situation for a lot of people. You know, I don't yeah. know. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I believe that. But, you know, um... and I I know in a previous interview, you know, assuming you know everything didn't happen the way it did, you said that you didn't get you didn't feel that you properly got to showcase your skills in AEW. You only got like three matches during your run out there, so you did what you could, but. Maybe if the ball was in your court and you had more time and control and the pandemic basically didn't happen, what would you have liked your AEW run to look like? What did you envision Sadie Gibbs doing when you initially signed to AEW? I mean, I be- I do believe I've got a very strong character in, yes. in what my character is all about, the undefinable. And I think it's taken me this long to kind of finally believe in it and that come across when I do promos and things like that. So I think it's hard to say, but I would have liked to have had a very strong run and eventually, you know, I've been in a title match, you, you know, but it's, yeah, at one point I really wanted to um, tag team with Chris Stratlander as well. I just found we were very similar in our um, background and structure. Yeah. Um so that would have been cool, uh, but you you can't really say because as as much as you'd love complete creative control, yeah. there is an element of um, the the amount of control you have in what you what you do. You know. So. Yeah, I, I think you and Chris Stetlander would have gelled well together. I feel like you're you're very fit. You know, you're very I don't know very striking characters too as well. She's a little bit morphed since the last time that you would kind of seen her slash worked with her um but you know she's now the tvs champion she's been doing a lot and you know we talked about once the pandemic started it was a big halt on your wrestling career which led you then to put all your all your eggs into the fitness basket and retire so i want to talk about a little bit about your time away from the ring which i know you gave a lot of your focus to your lifestyle coaching and the undefinable living brand, which is focused on creating a safe community for health and fitness. So can you tell us more about this brand and the intentions behind it? So uh, with undefinable living, it's kind of evolved since yes. over the three years. It's really gone. I've always known what I've loved because I've coached for nearly 12 years now, yes. 13, I think. Um and I've always known that I was great with people's mindsets because whenever they, my clients kind of would leave, it wouldn't be a, just about their body, their confidence. They would walk in round shoulder. And I just really enjoyed the aspects of uplifting people and transforming their mind and how they see themselves and how they speak to themselves. And over time, as I've done that better for myself, I've been able to kind of deliver that to my clients as well. And Undefined is is still evolving, it's still growing, and the new website's actually about to launch Undefinable Living, where it's gonna have, you know, um mindset talks and it's got 1.0 gonna be on there, which is a fitness um the whole fitness how do I word it? Stages, but it's like there's about 10 videos of different workouts, and you can start in the beginner, intermediate, or advanced. And it's all building, um, but yeah, that's just my long, that's my, always been my passion, helping people. And it's just how I kind of give back after doing the work on myself as well. Um, but yeah, that really helped um, in terms of transitioning because I still had my focus in a big part of who I am. 
I also worked in a prison as well for a little while, teaching on healthy living, which, yeah, everything transitioned into now. Um, but yeah, I'm really, I, I enjoy everything I do and everything I'm building and creating. But there was always a part of me since leaving wrestling that just felt I hadn't finished. There was a chapter kind of unfinished. And I think unless I gave it another go, I would never have known, you know, and it would have been a, should I, shouldn't I? And it's, I, I don't like living my life like that. So, you know, all back in, all in, and let's see. <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned you've been a lifestyle coach for about 13 years now. I'm curious, what originally prompted you to seek that profession? So, this is going into something personal now. When I was younger, I kind of, well, I was a gymnast since the age of four. Yes. Um, But in terms of the fitness side, again, this is where I talk about the mindset and emotions and everything um my mum and dad split up and I just found myself running a lot so I'd run to school I'd run home after school even in a skirt and <laughs> shoes um and I just channeled a lot of which I didn't know at that time because you don't really have self-awareness as a kid channeled a lot of like pain I guess into my fitness I'd run up and down the stairs in my house which wasn't that big I used to must have done my mother's head in but I'd run up and down sit-ups at the bottom press-ups at the top you know I was only 13 at the time and from that, I just found a love for how it, you know, it become a, it can become unhealthy as well because it become a bit of an obsession for me and probably didn't deal, which I've done the last three years, where I actually lent into my emotions. I tried to fight them a lot of the time. So the whole concept of undefinable living is everything I've kind of journeyed through and how fitness has helped me and been an outlet for me and other ways of outlets as well because not everyone's as mental as me running up and down stairs in the house no. but um <laughs> uh yeah it's just learning that's that's where it started for me and then I remember Sam when I was 13 I'm gonna have my own PT business and it's just evolved from that so you know, you you just have an incredible just just mindset and everything. And you've talked before about what undefinable means, but I think that spirit is pers or is perfectly encapsulated by your spine tattoo, which translated from Arabic means success is never final and failure never fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. Can you tell us more about what this tattoo means to you and what prompted you to get that specific quote on you? So that was kind of when I actually got that when I first fell into wrestling. So I tra was transitioning from the bodybuilding world, which again was a massive self journey. That's a yeah. crazy world in itself. And you learn a lot about yourself. Um, and I just realized like who you're becoming and that, hence the brand is always evolving into your path. And if you focus on who you're becoming, you'll align with everything that's kind of coming. And you won't ever feel like just because something didn't work out is kind of what defines you and what determines what's next. It's, it's okay. You, you take it as, okay, that happened for me because this is meant to be now. And I couldn't have done this if it wasn't for that, you know? And that's kind of the, what the tattoo means. It's more like as long as you keep going, have the courage to pursue yourself, not what you're doing or who you – yeah, pursue yourself because – Honestly, that's what tests you in life, your, your own self. You're always in your own way. Nothing else is in your way. And, yeah, it's, that's the best journey. That's the journey that I'm constantly on because I believe you're your own, yeah, 
successor yeah. and detriment. <laughs> yeah, it, it's I, I've heard you talk about what undefinable means. You know, you described it as not keeping yourself confined to one box, but also recognizing that you can create a new path. And you certainly did that for yourself when you decided to step away from the ring in 2021. Upon your retirement, you mentioned the idea of writing a self-development, uh, writing a self-development book and also doing some short films. Do you kind of have any updates on these projects? So the the book, I think there's going to be something later on. Okay. Um, I've got a lot to learn about myself and need a lot more experience before I sit down and really start but I know the concept of the book and it is going to be all about you know my previous experiences and how they transition into um going forwards and obviously the whole you're not defined by who you think you are defined by who you want to be um and just about remaining undefinable really but the short film at going on that we've actually spoke and we're going to be doing more like a series on YouTube because I think that's going to work better than building up this big hype of a film what he wanted what he he's known as he's done a few films but um the budget was just it was quite large is um, this in regards to your upcoming documentary or something completely separate? yes okay yeah the documentary um oh you're on about the getting into films that would you know that that's always been uh more so like the stunt stuff and ah. yeah that's um like stage combat and screen fighting um oh. that's something that is completely different to wrestling though I, yeah. I thought it transitioned but it's very very different but I did a bit of that back in 2022 I did I worked with someone on that and was meant to be but again life took off and I haven't got around to that but that's something again where I've got to get qualified and everything like that but okay you know. so kind of in the work <laughs> still with short films I guess you would label it as yeah yeah okay. yeah but, um... we'll talk about the documentary in a minute because that's an exciting project I'm really looking forward to that yeah. but you mentioned your upcoming return to wrestling with that in mind do you still plan to pursue I mean these short film gigs or how do you plan to balance your business wrestling and in, in everything else that you're involved with now this is the thing I I'm learned this is another thing I've learned I take on too much a lot of the time like, I feel that yeah I feel that. So, Sadie Gibbs in itself is I've really separated the two brands now because I do want Undefinable Living to bring on other holistical coaches and healers and that's the long-term goal so I really tried hard to separate that from Sadie Gibbs um and the two different websites that are coming out but the the main thing for me now is just to focus on my return and just see where that goes and you know if in time it transitions to me having time to then pursue the film stuff and that's where my route goes amazing um but right now i've realized to make things work you've really got to narrow down your focuses because otherwise you just burn out and it's too much yeah and you know you mentioned uh in your announcement there will be a documentary or maybe like you said youtube series surrounding your journey to returning to the ring i'm not sure how much you can share or how far you're into it but what do you think fans can expect from this documentary slash YouTube series? So it's more going on like the, I've worked with this videographer, God, since, since I can remember, probably the last six years. So he's got so much backdate content. We made actually a short film slash when I got released, we did like a little film, which is on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, 
which will be transitioned in about kind of being released. So it's going to go from the point of release to it back in my journey back in. Um, but we're going to do it as like a YouTube series instead of like one film. Yeah. Um, which is going to work better. So it'd be like short clips. We'll have our um, objective of each each video that we're going to do, what we want to kind of put across in that video. And then, you know, go from there to see what it leads into. But hopefully, yeah, it'll be a good, good series showing the ins and outs of, yeah, the journey really. Now, maybe the most burning question we have, and I don't even know if you can answer this. Do you know when slash and or where your return match will take place? And if not for certain, do you have an ideal place or time you'd like for it to take place? At the moment, I've got one match lined up, which is in November, um, and that's in Germany. So, yeah, I was their DWA champ for a while. And, um, yeah, not sure... We've got one person in mind who's going to be with, and she's also from Germany, and she's a very good wrestler. I think she's, yeah, watched her a long time. So we'll see. Okay. Um, we'll see if anything comes before that, because that's a long way off. But like I said, it's getting the gear made once that's all in my hands, and it all feel real. Now, and- are, is Sadie Gibbs officially open for, for bookings right now, or what's the status with that? Definitely from the end of August. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's coming up really quick. That's about a month away. Yeah. Yeah. Mid-September and of August, I'm hoping to have all my gear and everything. This is, so I mean, it's a lot to get done and a lot to be. um, Yeah. That's so soon, but so exciting. Definitely want to be in the ring by October. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, by by the fall, although by this, right now you said it's winter. It might be double winter by the fall then for the the Who knows though, but you know, you, you've been out of the, the wrestling space for a bit. I don't know. Have you kept up with any of the current wrestling product, whether it's mainstream or on the indie level? I'm going to be honest. Recently, I've just started doing research and get back into it, but I literally went through a breakup with wrestling. Yeah. That's how I worded it. it. You know, I shut it all out and I probably haven't followed everything, but it was still it was still on my feed. So I know that was the universe still going. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I tried to shut it all out and just move forward with my life. And I do feel sometimes that's the only way you can. If you're still dabbering, when you need to make sure, like I said, your focus is in the things you need to do at that time. Um, but yeah, now slowly getting it all back into my life. And uh, yeah, I'm, there's a lot that's changed. There's a lot of change. and. Uh, yeah, it's very, it's very exciting as well. Changes yeah. always. A, a lot of, I mean, especially just on the indies alone, there's been a lot of growth, you know, despite the pandemic, like, I feel like a lot of the spaces have grown a lot, especially for the women in wrestling, you know, especially throughout the UK and Europe, they're getting a lot more eyes on there. So I'm curious, as you're kind of reacquainting yourself with wrestling, I don't know how familiar you are with all the figures going on around there, but are there certain opponents that you've got your maybe eyes on that you'd like to face upon your return? Not just yet. Not just yet. So that's something I need to start building back in and and seeing and, you know, putting out there. But um, right now, I think for me, my main focus is getting my gear done, getting my um, images done for that you know because you have to have those done before you start putting yourself out for bookings and yeah just uh making the look get combat look and getting all 
ready again in the ring, training up. But I will start searching out opponents once I feel ready to take them on. But, um, yeah, I think right now it's just all the fundamentals and, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand with my next question anyway, like your short-term goals. Like you said, I think it's going to be more of a, a gradual transition. You're kind of regaining your footing in there. What else does your your short-term plan and kind of hopes look like in regards to your return? I would – There's. I'm actually trying to – I've been in touch with a, a promotion in Japan – um not gonna name it's not yeah. stardom um I could have guessed uh, that but go on. <laughs> <laughs> um you know just my experience and professionalism I didn't it, that's my only opinion but um I still love the Joshi style wrestling and the strong style and for me it's where I felt I just felt like I, in that ring out there that was where I really felt like I was flying literally so I would love to get back to Japan that's a short-term slash long-term goal and just really do that intensely um but until then I just want to get get some small matches in here and there and just see kind of where I'm at um where my mind's at in the ring whether it's you know and just yeah start feeling back in but my main short-term goal is to hopefully get back to Japan yeah, I, I'm curious. I, I've heard a lot of, you know, the Joshi style, strong style. I feel like captivates a lot of people. What about the the Joshi style of wrestling really kind of gravitates you to it? I'm a very aggressive character, as you might have seen. So yes. I just think I love connection. Um, I'm not afraid of connection. And yeah, it's for me, it's you kind of when you're in there it it feels so I don't know it, you just feel like everything connects and it's obviously like anything sometimes you're not going to get that but I just really enjoyed the style I think because I'm a very aggressive character and it just aligned with with everything I'm about really and yeah it's, very, it's, it's just yeah I can't I don't know how to yeah I just felt the style was very much me you know I've got an M I've done a, a bit of MMA and stuff and it just really aligned with that and just it was just my character all in you know hard hard hitting and strong so yeah and you know short term wise you know obviously like you mentioned Japan is huge on there just gradually getting yourself reacquainted in it but you know I feel like you're 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 definitely a visionary, I feel like, you know, in, in everything with that. So kind of long-term wise, do you have kind of hopes to sign somewhere again? Or what do you envision yourself doing in a year or two? You know, once you've got your footing down, do you kind of have a vision for yourself? Um, Of course, I would love to be re-signed, but I want to really feel like I've earned that position and I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, uh, trial and error kind of thing. It's like, this girl's got talent. She's going to be great. Yeah. Let's sign her and see how she's going to be. I want to be, we want Sadie Gibbs. I kind of want to be at that point um, and feel that in myself as well, rather than the, let's take a chance on this girl. I don't want that this time. I want, yeah. And I feel it was kind of that last time they saw my talent, um, but they also knew maybe I'm not, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not quite ready. But they took a chance and 
yeah, we'll see. There's fantastic opportunities out there at the moment. There's many promotions. So, yeah, it's, if any come my way, I'll be definitely weighing out the pros and cons and seeing whether it's aligned with me and hopefully um, find stepping on the right path in that one. But um, as I said, I, j I just want to be so experienced where I'm not doubting myself when it comes to that those contracts being in front of me or, yeah, so we'll see, but... Yeah, you know, I, I'm looking forward to what you have up your sleeve. And last question, you know, you mentioned you're getting your ring geared together. You, you've you been practicing your moves in the ring, your character. What can fans expect from this revived version of Sadie Gibbs, both character-wise and in the ring as the undefinable Sadie Gibbs? Definitely um, experience, like, expect, sorry, not experience, <laughs> a much... I want to come back on the promos and really build my character before bringing all the moves in. So I will be holding off on, on the big moves that I was known for yeah. for a while. Cause I think I need and to be say better safe than sorry too, especially starting <laughs> out. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel this, the Sasuke is such an amazing move mm -hmm. and I've done my research and I still think I'm the only girl that's ever done it. Um, I mean, if you can show me, otherwise I've, yeah, I've, I've tried to look yeah. and I think, um, but that move for me was the it move when I did it. And it was like, yeah. my, it was the undefinable move for me. It was like the, um, and I feel I threw it in there too. I was, a, I let it be saturated a little bit and it should be a move that's saved. Um, so yeah, I want to hold off on the, the flips and everything. Definitely the moonsault will be coming in there. That was a, a yeah, a lot of power moves yeah. and just yeah, better footwork and a much stronger character over what I actually do in the ring. Quality over quantity. That's yeah, I think I was all about if I said that the wrong way around. Quality over You want more quality over quantity. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I wanna I wanna be able to do less but have more in my character because i that's what i always loved about the old school they didn't have to do much um but when they did do something it was like you know yeah um so yeah well uh I, that's all what i've got to create and find i'm hoping to come back a lot stronger in my character and my self-belief in the undefinable yeah but. you know it's it's coming kind of it's kind of like an experimental thing when you're coming back you know you do you feel i like you said it's kind of an experimental thing kind of still figuring out who your character is do you feel like you'll still be drawn towards the undefinable label or will you kind of maybe go back to amazing grace or like what, what's your standing on that at least <laughs> definitely still the undefinable oh. um because that is what i become from the amazing yeah. but the amazing grace is always part of me like the whole concept of the amazing grace was finding grace in my, in my path and really just having that the moment I found wrestling, it was just like an overwhelming feeling of grace in everything I did. And yeah, that'll all be part, always be part of me, but I won't need to, to find myself with that, let's say, but um, yeah, the undefinable is, is me. And I, I've got that character is going to come across without me having to. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so whatever that looks like, you know, like you said, it's still a process of getting yourself reacquainted. So whatever that looks like, you know, I'm really excited to see you back in the ring. I know fans have been yearning. I I had people messaging me from Australia, messaging, saying they miss you, you know, all over the UK, obviously here in the States, Japan, everywhere. We look forward to this official return from Sadie Gibbs. Before we let you go, can you let the listeners know where they can find you on your social media? So, yep, all my social medias are at the Sadie Gibbs. Sadie, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It's been a serious pleasure. And congratulations that you're engaged now. You're embarking on this new journey. You know, I know it's a a process and and balancing everything. But like I said, there are so many people excited for your return, including myself. And whenever this documentary slash YouTube series is going to come out, I'm excited to see everything that's been going on, a little updates. So thank you again for chatting with me. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.